0: Thank you. Welcome back to another episode of 30 Flirty and Surviving. As always, this is Tracy. You guys can catch new episodes of the show every Monday at 9 a.m. on Apple, iHeart, Spotify, and then also some video clips on YouTube. You can follow along with everything going on the show on Instagram at 30 Flirty Surviving. And please, please, please never forget to DM me, email me, let me know if you guys got questions, you got referrals, different things you want to talk about. This is for you, so I'm always, always open to your feedback and suggestions and I love to just hear you for, hear from you and meet you. So please keep them coming. I appreciate it. I have a very exciting guest for you guys today. I think that so much of this show is built on um, support for, you know, women empowering women and being um, a real team and a community. And I think that this episode, so almost more than anything <laughs> else, really exemplifies that. I have with me Kim Douglas, who is also a podcast host. Her show is called Bold Like Her, and her and I have a very similar concept. And she reached out to me a couple weeks ago, and we got to chatting. And I love that right away, both of us had this same understanding that there is no competition here. We both are so supportive of one another and we agreed that, you know, two is better than one and kind of putting our brains together, having a, um, a little collaboration could be a, a really wonderful thing. So I've invited her to come into the studio. I am going to let you guys get to know her a little bit. We'll talk about her show. I want her perspective on being a podcast host and what her journey has been like. And even before that, she is um, in, in a real estate agent. She used to be in radio. Um, so she's lived a very <laughs> wonderful and exciting life and has a lot of cool stories and a lot of fun stuff to talk about so without further ado let me introduce you kim douglas
1: Hi! Hello. How are you? It's so good to be here. You're like an old pro on the mic there. Oh, please, <laughs>
0: please. I feel like actually there is something that is a little bit comforting today. I'm like she knows how it goes. Like any Absolutely. nerves or stress that I would normally have, yeah. are kind of
1: just gone. I'm yeah, like, I it, got you. Just roll with it. <laughs> yeah, guess. yeah. You know what it's like. Absolutely, yeah. And I and there's like a there's just a comfort right away. Absolutely. We get each other. We have such a like mindset as well.
0: Yes. Yeah. I could not agree more. So before I um, start off the show with our real Q and A and start to learn a little bit more about you, I love to ask a couple just basic introductory questions. If you listen to the show before, you probably heard I'm me familiar. ask these um, girls the same questions. So you are no exception. First and foremost, where were you born and raised, Kim?
1: In just outside of Philadelphia in a town called Norristown. It's like kind of near Valley Forge, King of Prussia area. Okay. And how long
0: have you been here in Boston? Eight years. Eight years. Okay. So not too, too long though. No,
1: I, I, it seems like it's gone so fast and, and I still kind of think of myself as this new girl and I'm like, holy shit, it's been a (laughs) while. (laughs) On the vlog. You have. You have. A bit. <laughs> um what brought you out here originally? So it was for a relationship and that has since ended and that's okay. I'm good. I've worked through it. It was my decision actually and I decided to stay in Boston. Good for you. Yeah. So I fell in love with another woman. It was uh,
0: Boston. <laughs> Boston's the other woman. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Um, Kim, if you don't mind, I always ask everyone what their age is. How old are you? 59. 59 and feeling fine. I can't even
1: believe it. You myself. look
0: fantastic. Thank I you. need your skincare regimen. I need to know what you eat. Okay. I want to look like you when I'm 59. Please. Thank you. I don't you know what fantastic. I'm doing on this
1: podcast, but... (laughs)
0: Hey, you know what? Well, it's funny because we kind of talked about this a little bit. And, you know, I I had said to you, we've had girls that are... Still approaching their thirties, mm-hmm. um, we've had women in their forties. I think that thirty is sort of the that weird, funky little age where, like, you're not a kid anymore, right. and you're too old to make certain mistakes, but also you're still learning. So it's just that it's thirty's like the middle child like, <laughs> of, of our lives, right? Yeah. Um, but what I think is so helpful is having women from all different ages being able to come in here, and I especially gravitate to ones who have this this wisdom and can give us that advice so I'm so excited to have your perspective on the show we do not discriminate we do not keep it to only 30s in here okay thank you do you happen to know what your zodiac sign is yeah Sagittarius (gasps) oh I love that I one of my very best friends is a Sag I love other fire signs Mm -hmm. I I'm another reason why I'm feeling really optimistic about this episode and warm yes get some warmth from me yeah Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay. <laughs>
1: absolutely. Are you a big traveler? I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I would love to do it more, but right. I have traveled and, uh, and I'm actually planning a trip right now to Greece. I'm looking <gasps> forward to that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to take my daughter. She turned 30 woo, this year. Woo. <laughs> so it's her birthday present, and we're going in June. I can't wait.
0: How sweet. Yeah. Um. This is so funny. My friend who I was just saying, one of my best friends is a Sag. She's yeah. going to Greece. She's planning a trip. Maybe maybe you guys are, are <laughs> this see each little other kiss there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Holy smokes. Yeah. That's awesome. What is your current relationship status? So I'm
1: single now. Single. Yeah. Okay. Single. Yeah. How do you feel about that? So after I got out of that last relationship, I dated a little bit. And I think that I started to realize, like, I I want to really, you know, I, I love having someone in my life and someone to do fun things with. But I want it to be the right person now, yes, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, taking my time with that. Good yeah. for you. Went I went a couple little, you know, yeah. safews there afterwards, and you know, haven't we all? <laughs> and it's so funny because you know let me share that that it happens at any age right yes yeah. yes that's that is really reassuring cuz sometimes <laughs> i'm i'm just sitting here
0: thinking like oh my goodness i just I, I guess i have to figure out myself a little bit more i have to do this a little bit more and sometimes it really is true that it's not always that, you know, there's something that we're doing wrong or that's off between, Mm -mm. um, our our strategy or our technique, right. To find, to find that person. It's really just about timing and, um, you know, not to, not to force it or to put any pressure on it at all.
1: And I'm not worried about it. I really am not. There was a time in my life I, generally always was dating someone Mm -hmm. and I had a few long-term relationships including one with a man who uh yeah that's where it started and uh, (laughs) this is how it's going (laughs) I jumped fence like after we got divorced (laughs) yeah you're like I'm all set with that it was just my accident but if I look back there were definitely signs when I was younger yeah yeah crushes on my teachers things like (laughs)
0: wow okay I want to ask you all about that I'm so excited to learn more about that (laughs) and what that um, sort of was like for you and how you kind of processed all of that and um, and whatnot. But. One last question that I want to ask you is, since we are both podcast hosts, I'm curious, yours and mine excluded, because I know you're, of course, going to say mine, but (laughs) what is your favorite podcast to listen
1: to? Um, Or are you not a podcast listener that much? I didn't used to be, but once I became a podcaster... I was then interested in other people's, and so mm-hmm. I have a couple that are friends of mine who I'm big fans of, and I want to give shout outs to. You know, Katie Grimes, of right? Of course, anything for love, yes, right. And then another friend of mine. Her name is Alexandra Gorish. I was going to recommend her to you, by the way. Awesome. Uh, she's a hairstylist, but also a really warm, deep thinker. Also, like just just. Brings in the love and and gives it out as well. Yeah. And she's got The Real Alexandra Show. Okay, awesome. They're both in Boston.
0: I love yeah. that. Yeah. They're my two, two faves at the moment. Yeah. That your faves are right here. Some <laughs> yeah. other loco baddies. We love to listen. We love to know that. Um, That's really cool. And you've had them both on the show, you said? Yeah. Your
1: show? I met, and they're both really good friends of mine now too. So that's really cool. It's amazing how this happens, truly, right? Truly. Yeah.
0: yeah. So um, I, I'm not sure by the time this episode airs, I think it'll be after the live podcast that um we have on April. 5th, Mm -hmm. but you're going to go with Katie, right? And she had said to me, oh, I'm going to go with my friend Kim, and actually I think Kim might be reaching out to you, and now you and I are are finally (laughs) getting this chance, but it's really cool when you see those moments come full circle, um, because that is such a great benefit, I think, to doing this. I mm-hmm. love getting to know everybody and their their stories, their journeys. And I think that there's so much helpful information. Um, but also, it's just, it's hard to meet. I mean, we're talking about meeting a, a relationship yeah. like a significant other. It's hard to even meet friends as we get older. And man, I've met some really, really incredible women By who, doing this. Yes, yeah, who I've been able to maintain friendships with. And it's been really, really special. Mm-hmm. So I love that you've had the same experience.
1: That's awesome. I really have. You know, some really stick out. And I've met some amazing women who do events that bring other women together to do cool yes. things and, and just, you know, things I didn't know about. And isn't it great when people start to reach out to you or just like Katie did, like, oh, you have to meet this person. So it's like one person introduces you to somebody else and it just totally. keeps going.
0: Because and maybe you maybe you had a different experience, but for me, I think that there was a period of time first getting the show off the ground where you kind of have those moments of what the heck did I get myself <laughs> into? Is anybody listening? To this thing. Totally. Am I doing it right? I don't know. And then finally you get to this stage where you I really believe in, in what yes. I do, and I really feel confident about it. And now I've had people that it, most of the people that come on the show have asked to be on the show, which yeah. is really cool. It's really nice to see that full circle moment of <laughs> okay, this is reaching the right audience. It is doing good. It, it is really special. But did you have those same yes, sort of doubts girl- at
1: first? <laughs> I had my list of say you know ten or fifteen of my favorite women who inspired. Yeah me and I'll start with them. And not everybody said yes, right, <laughs> right away. <laughs> yes. You know? So for whatever reason, some people either just it's not their jam, right, to come on and, and do that kind of mm-hmm. thing or they're too busy and some just don't respond or anything. But over time then they start reaching out to you and you're like, Wow, that's amazing. So yeah. I felt the same had the same experience as you. Like, is anybody listening to this? Right. But they're, they're like, Hello <laughs> out there, testing. On? One, two, three.
0: <laughs> 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 no, it's so true, but also just um, a great reminder, I think that, you know, anything. That's that's worth it. takes time, and sure. that applies to so many different areas of our lives. But um, knowing that we believe in what we're doing, and we know that there's you know a purpose for it and a value to it, and to just as as long as you keep. remembering that and reminding yourself of that, it is going to turn out to be okay, right? And you are going to see that the other side and that sort of light at the end of the tunnel, which is really neat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're coming from a good place and you you have good ideas and thoughts about, you know, what you want to do and the effects that you want to have. It's really great when people are just so grateful to be able to tell their story like that. It's so heartwarming. I
0: have been so touched by how vulnerable and open so many of the guests have been. I mean, girls have talked about everything from eating disorders and toxic relationships and the trauma that sort of goes into that. Um, failed businesses, yeah. um, just I mean, gosh, just so so much. And I think that you know. St- hearing those stories make um the listeners at home who've maybe had similar experiences help helps them come to terms with with their own story yeah and in it's it it takes a lot of courage to to just voice that but the the no fear it's it's right. like this is who I am this yeah. is what's happened to me here's how I've grown from it mm-hmm. and I'm not going to shy away from it and I I really truly have to give them all the credit in the world because it's not easy it's really not um and they just do it without
1: even <laughs> thinking and yeah. it's really wonderful it's very therapeutic I think too I I agree. And when they can tell their story like that and have it resonate with other people, you know, there are people out there. It's it's like watching TikTok or something, yes. you know what I mean? It's like you find the people that, you know, are in your head, yes. you know what I mean? It's the same kind of thing. And you're not the only person who has gone through all those different things, right? So when you can share them and hopefully it touches somebody else, that's really great and also speaks to you. To be able to sit in that chair and have someone feel comfortable enough to share those stories, right?
0: Thank you. Yeah. Right back at ya, yeah, you, but got yes. the Barbara Walters thing <laughs> going on there.
1: People crying. <laughs>
0: I know. I should probably keep Kleenex at the at this table just Start to make that. sure everyone's going to be well taken care of. Um, but I, I really would love to kind of take a step back and go to the beginning. So uh, I I mentioned, you know, you've come from radio, you've been in real estate. I would love to give them a little bit of background on how your career started and sort of how you've, you've landed here. So when you first went out into, in the job scene, what did you think the future was going to look like for, for Kim? And then how has
1: it evolved over the years? Great, great question. So I knew that I wanted to be in radio when I was in high school. Yeah. And I so I went right for it. Uh, I wanted to go to Temple University the whole time because in Philadelphia, that's the school that you go to for broadcasting. Right. My parents did not want me to go there because it's in North Philadelphia (laughs) and it's not the greatest neighborhood. So I ended up going to another school out in western Pennsylvania for a while. Still ask my dad, who was paying for it. <laughs> Can I come back and go to Temple? I've been out there for two years. There's like nobody there, you know. <laughs> I need to be in the city where this is how things happen, right? Mm-hmm. So finally, he says yes, and I go to Temple, and I I commuted from home since I was in the suburbs, okay. and I just commuted into the city every day and went to school and. His biggest fear did come true. I did get jumped one time. Yeah. yeah, and uh, But I I got away from it and I was okay. Thank goodness. Yeah, I know. Um, So that did happen, but I ended up graduating from Temple. And I was doing an internship at a radio station in Philadelphia. And they offered me a job that was like behind the scenes. And at the same time, a station out in uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania is a little further out. They offered me an on-air job and I was like, do I take the job in Philadelphia off-air or do I take this gig at a smaller market, which is what a lot of people did, right? I did that, so I went and I worked at WZZO for seven years playing rock and roll, which I didn't like. No, wait,
0: I yes. always have
1: been wondering about that. Okay, so like, do you have any
0: control of what songs get played? You have nothing no. to do with no. the the playlist whatsoever. Mm-mm. That you do, you just press a button. Is it handed yeah. to you? How does it work?
1: You have like a playlist that <sighs> you follow, and and today everything's computerized and everything. But um, at that time, you know, you got to play playlist. You just played whatever it was. And that's the way it was. And, you know, there are different formats out there. I ended up working at Z95 for about seven years, my first career part part of my career. And then I my whole time I was trying to be in Philadelphia because that's where I was from. It was a bigger market. That's what I listened to growing up. And where I wanted to be on the air, so I'm busy sending them what you call your air checks, what you sound like on the radio, yeah. <laughs> sending them. And I finally landed a job in Philadelphia. Yeah, I know. Yay. And and the thing is, in um, in radio, the most high profile show is in the morning, right? So it's usually, a, you, you know, the the stations, the you know, the shows that you probably yes. grew up listening to. Same thing here in Boston. So I was a part of an ensemble. Group of people, and it's like you know, there's like the guy and the girl and the traffic chick and (laughs) the intern. You know, everybody gets on the mic. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's awesome. So that's what I did, and then um, my position grew, and I jumped around to a couple different stations, which again happens a lot in uh, in radio. And it's usually I only chose to leave one time to go to another station. Other than that. It happened for me (laughs) when they when they flip formats.
0: Contracts usually. So your contract Mm -hmm. will be up and they just sort of either don't renew or they
1: transition you elsewhere. How does that work? Well, sometimes what happens is they decide this format isn't working for us. Like Mm -hmm. we play Hip hop or we play top 40, whatever. You know, I've worked a lot of different formats. <laughs> Those talk, country, adult contemporary, you Woo! know, you name it. <laughs> so that's kind of how it worked. Like they decide, you know, what's making money, right? It this format isn't working. We're gonna flip it. And when they change the format at a station, usually it kind of goes dark for a while, and they'll just play music and you know, no DJs or anything like that. Mm. So we're the first to go. <laughs> yeah. So it did happen to me a couple of times. It was really devastating the first time. But after that, you know, it got a little it bit happens. easier. Yeah. You get to know, it's you part know, of the it's business. not
0: personal, right? It happens yeah. to everybody at one point or another.
1: Yeah. So I kind of, you know, I was able to stay on the air in Philadelphia in one way or another uh, at a, a few different stations for about 20 years. Wow, yeah. that's a long time. It, I know, it long was. Long time. Yeah.
0: And was it ultimately the move that got you out of radio? Or when did you decide? I think I'm ready to wrap this up.
1: Well, again, radio did that for me. Oh, (laughs) damn radio. I always say that radio left me. I didn't leave radio. So it was another time when the station flipped formats. Everybody gets let go. And at that time, one of my friends was taking a real estate class and I had some free time. So I jumped into a real estate class. <laughs> Meanwhile, I would work part-time things. Like I would do traffic for different stations. I did some television traffic, you know, things like that. But not, they weren't on a full-time basis. And then I'm dipping my toe into real estate at the same time until I got to the place where I was making enough money where I could just do that.
0: Yeah, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of stories, a You got of to stories, do like a, a gradual, fun. gradually leave it, right? It, yeah. wasn't a, it wasn't an abrupt stop. You got to do those little things here and there while you figured out if real estate was for you mm-hmm. and then you made the final decision to just move full force into real estate. Yeah, Is it all um,
1: residential? Is it commercial real estate? It's residential, yeah. Mm-hmm. Commercial is kind of its own animal. I have dipped my toe into that when someone would ask me, can you help me with this. But when you get into really big commercial stuff, that's, you should really be somebody who focuses just on that. So if they're trying to buy, you know, a building that's going to be used for a warehouse or, you know, a a bunch of units where it's, you know, a a bunch of residential units or something like that, you know, like that, you should definitely like leave it to the expert.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. I can see that. I can see that. So then um, when you... Ultimately, moved here, you just have to get a Massachusetts license, or yeah. how does that work? Okay. Yeah. So
1: I was in a long distance relationship. And okay. so we were doing that for about three, three and a half years, which, side note, is a really long time for lesbians, just so you know. Is it? <laughs> yes. What's a normal <laughs> time frame for lesbians? Well, haven't you ever heard the joke, what does a lesbian bring on the second date? No. A U haul. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So <laughs> crazy. I've never heard of that, but that's
1: very, very funny. That's all for all the lesbian listeners, you know, or they friends of lesbians. bring a U-Haul. So it's just
0: like a thing. There's like a lot of
1: turnover in relationships <laughs> and, and lesbians. They... So we fall in love with each other so quickly it's, and easily. It's There's a lot of emotion there. We're just like, I love you. You're saying that on the first date or whatever, you know. And and then, you you know, you tend to move fast. It's like a joke, but it's based on something, right?
0: Wow. Oh, that's wicked funny. <laughs> See, I've, I was not expecting you to say that. I, I feel like I have heard because I have a lot of girlfriends who are lesbians, and they always joke around because it's kind of like – Everyone's dating your ex girlfriend because you know there's. They say it's harder because you know you you don't know smaller pool, right? Smaller (laughs) pool, right? Like it's it's harder. So like once you know, okay, she's dated so and so, you have that at least um, going for you to be like, okay, well she's you know dated girls before. She she likes girls, so you and then that way you don't have to go tell you know hey, I have a crush on you, and then find out that they don't like girls, they're, yeah, or they're, they're not, not open to that, right? So you kind of stick with what you know, or who you know has already been pre-vetted, right? <laughs> exactly so I is. thought it was going to be more of like, oh, yeah, I ended up dating my friend's ex-girlfriend type of thing. But no, I guess I guess
1: um, it just doesn't last very long. Three years. <laughs> well, no, th- it's not that it doesn't last long. What I'm saying, no, the point was this. the. We we dated a long time, so that's what I was saying. So we dated three, Oh, because you moved in years. like you all move in together it. quickly. Yes, yes, that makes so much more sense
0: because yes. I was like, I didn't realize that lesbians didn't have long relationships. That's something I no. did not know. That makes a lot more sense. So it's the
1: quick move in. Got that, that's it. what I was okay. referencing. So we lasted three and a half years of traveling back and forth to visit one another. She's in Boston, I'm in Philadelphia. We're meeting up like every two weeks, whether we're coming to each other's city or going to like meet in New York or something like that. So during that time, I proactively got my real estate license in Boston. I see, yeah. okay. And it okay. was a reciprocal state, meaning that as long as I was in good standing in Pennsylvania, all I had to do was like pay the money and I could get my license awesome. here. Awesome. Yeah, so okay. I did that, yeah.
0: Um. So I want to backtrack a little bit because I did say that I was going to ask you about this. So um, you were married and you had one daughter. Mm -hmm. You have more than one kid or just the one daughter? One daughter. One daughter. So how long were you together before you divorced?
1: So he was my high school sweetheart.
0: (gasps) Wow. Chris, yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. Wow, that's incredible Yeah, so I went off to college, then I went off to start my career in radio, but he was always in the picture, right? Such a good guy And um, that's one of the things I'm super proud of is that we've maintained a relationship through all of this And uh, I'll tell you something that's probably glaring to you, you're probably like, well you left him because you're a lesbian, that's not the case Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I assume that maybe you started to have that realization <laughs> and that was when the marriage dissolved. But that was not something that you were even thinking about yet when no. you guys
1: separated. Aside from the college experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't mm-hmm. have that? right?
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, come on. Who doesn't? Right. <laughs> I, it's so funny. I actually had um, um, Emily Chandra. She's the owner yes. of um, Seacoast yes. Lettuce, and she was like, "I think everybody's a little bit lesbian or a little bit gay." She's so
1: funny. Um, oh my god, have you ever taken her class?
0: I haven't. I'm I'm going to go up there, but oh my god. I, I, I we have to figure out a time that she that works for my schedule and that she's also um, instructing because I mm-hmm. want to go for one of her classes. Yeah. But I, it's definitely on the list for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, side note, yeah, that's okay. an amazing class. Super sexy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So in terms of figuring out who I was and uh, having... Let's see, where did I leave off? (laughs) So
0: we were kind of talking about what ultimately led to the end of the marriage. Right,
1: yes. So that is a long story, but it was was not me figuring out that I was a lesbian. It was actually something on the other side that it, it broke the trust between us. And it wasn't until after we split that I discovered a woman that I was attracted to. <laughs> and wow. turns out she was like, I must've been getting the vibe from her, you know? <laughs> and, you know, we, we definitely connected a couple of times, but then I hadn't gone through my divorce and she's like, Oh, you're still married. And it just, you know, I wasn't really, I wasn't still in my marriage and trying to hook up with another right, woman. Right. we split, but that, that was that, but it was a door that opened for me.
0: Yes. you know yeah. and then
1: from there I was like well I need to explore this and so I did you know I would have my straight friends take me down to the gay clubs in Philadelphia
0: so I could meet women good you know? for you <laughs> yeah. and was it do you remember it being a, a conversation with your daughter or your friends mm-hmm. or your family absolutely yeah how was that for you
1: it was really good really good I you know I didn't lose any friends over it you know my, fam- you know, my mom was like I figure you would might try that. You know? I love it. Mom always knows. Mom always knows. But it was different when I was like, Well, I do have a girlfriend now. She's like, Oh, wait. You know, it was a little bumpy there for a mm-hmm. moment, you know, until everybody realized that and I kind of waited to really talk about it with a lot of people until I knew for sure. Because I did go through that period where it was like a woman, a guy you know, a woman until I was like, "Mm, no, I definitely want to go back and date a woman again. Yeah. yeah,
0: And I think you owe it to yourself to allow that time Mm -hmm. to really figure it out, because how can you have a conversation and and answer, you know, potentially people's questions that you don't even have the answers to just yet. Right. Right. You want to feel like you're really sure of this Mm -hmm. um, before you have to explain it. And you don't owe anybody that, you know, until you really feel ready. So good for you for keeping it to yourself for a little bit. I think that's the right thing to do, you know?
1: Yeah, everybody's journey is different. So, you know, although even today it seems like it could be so easy for somebody to just come out, you know, maybe it's not, maybe they don't feel comfortable, but I definitely waited until I was so that I could then talk to, like to your point, my daughter Who was very young, and my ex husband, because I wanted to make sure, God forbid, he thought I was an unfit mother or something like that, but he was never like that. And I waited until I was in a long term relationship with somebody at that point to tell them that this isn't the one that uh, you moved for. Yeah, no, this is before that.
0: (laughs) But yeah, so you were actually in a committed relationship and that had been well underway. Mm -hmm. And you knew that there was, you know, hopefully a promise of a future, you know, sometime with that person. And it was worth being able to just finally open up about it. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you were met with such kindness oh, and warmth. Really and that's really, really important. I'm really yeah. happy for you. My
1: ex-husband, just to get back to Chris, I talk about him all the time. I just, he is just such an amazing person and, and a great father. And we have co-parented so well together. And it's one of my most achieving crown achievements. Yeah,
0: that's <laughs> tough. I mean, I can't speak from experience or anything, but I know that, you know, it's hard with, with, so many emotions between just the intimacies of like your own ro- romantic relationship. Um, sometimes it, it's I think difficult to try to navigate. How do I look at you as just a friend, or mm-hmm. is there was there animosity towards why things ended? And I know that um, obviously the ki- the kid has to come first. Absolutely. However, it's like we're still humans, yeah. you know. So at the same time, it's not as easy as you know it's easier said than done exactly. right um, but I'm, I'm i'm glad for you that you've had that experience and you guys have now you know clearly f- been doing it for for quite a while yeah. and, and we continue
1: to today you know we still because she lives my daughter's out in Denver and oh, uh, okay. and, and Chris is in Philadelphia and so we'll we'll text if we know that she's do, doing something big or something we call her the egg and like if she goes on a trip and she's coming back the egg is back in the nest oh. like we say that to each other <laughs> yeah like the eagle has landed yes. the egg is back in the nest <laughs> that's so cute i love that yeah that's so, wonderful yeah. and even you know holidays. Is now. He's not with anybody right now, and I'm not, so I would just, the past couple of uh, holidays, I went down and spent it with everybody, you know. That's, oh my gosh, that's amazing.
0: I'm yeah, so happy to hear really that. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes a lot of work, and it's definitely, you know, much to your credit, too, I think, for knowing that you needed to put your, your daughter first mm-hmm. and, and having that maturity and that forward thinking to say, you know, we're both going to be better off if we do this Um, you know, to the best of our ability and it sounds like you guys absolutely have so that's that's really great I'm so (laughs) happy to hear that thank you and um then let's talk about the first sort of break up right you you've just made this um announcement Mm -hmm. you've just had all these conversations and you felt you know secure in this relationship how soon after was that first um break up that that relationship so, so that the you big in. one
1: yeah that was seven years
0: seven years yeah. together yeah
1: wow yeah wow. so it wasn't like it was a surprise when the the end came yeah. uh, because I think you know let's just say my mom you know I spent a few weekends at her place you know because we did move in together and and my daughter devin was there too so we all lived together wow. and that was really tough because now I had to leave. This woman, and she played a big role in my daughter's life. She seemed to bounce back from that. Kids are pretty good. You know, she was young. (laughs) Yeah, that was
0: another question that I was going to ask you, too, was just um, I think that people have some... um, different opinions on when to introduce, mm-hmm. you know, um, someone new into a child's life. And um, when, how soon into your relationship did you introduce her? And how old was the, was your daughter at the time? And, so she
1: was three, three. Well, you know, when okay. we split up. And, you know, it was after that that, you know, I think she's so young. And here's something like, that's kind of different about women dating women, is because the person can come around and it just seems like it's a friend, right? You know, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Until we start having sleepovers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> so for so, yeah. You, so, was... but I wouldn't, you know, really show too much affection or anything until I knew that it was was right i don't know i don't really remember like what exactly the time frame mm-hmm. was but we kind of you know ease into it yeah
0: and were, how would you have felt i don't know if um she did or didn't but if she continued a relationship with your daughter is that something that you would be comfortable with not comfortable with
1: good question yeah i think because Devin was so young at the time that she just didn't it wasn't yeah, necessary she, yeah. she couldn't yeah but the more recent one, if you don't mind me jumping around to that one, that was difficult too, because that was also a a seven year relationship. That must be my
0: uh... lucky number. (laughs) She's Louise. Seven years.
1: Yeah. And that was difficult because again, now Devin's older. Right. Mm -hmm. And she said something to me during the time of the breakup about wanting to have that relationship. And I, I was like, well, that's, that's really up to Devin, you know, because she's, she's grown now and it's up to her. Mm-hmm. But she never reached out to Devin and Devin never reached out to her at that time either. Wow. Yeah. I think she was just, Dev was really on like team Kim. Like she yeah. wanted me to heal. Yeah, <laughs> She automatically like booked a, a weekend getaway for us. I'm like. Daughter of the year. I, totally. That's amazing. I know. I know. She's like, mom, we're going, you know, we're going away. I think it was 4th of July or something like that. But yeah. Yeah. Took me to the Cape.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious, You this relationship comes to an end. You're in a city that you're not all that familiar with, but you had been here for how long before the breakup? Four years. Four years. Okay, yeah. so you were pretty well acclimated at that point, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um. What about Boston specifically? I think, like, I'm super curious to know, made you say, I'm staying here? Because you don't have... Any family here, right? Everyone is, it seems to be scattered between Colorado and, mm-hmm. and um,
1: Pennsylvania. So, what made you want to stay? That's a great question. So, I just love her, you know? <laughs> Boston, you know, in the beginning, it didn't feel like home to me, but now it's home. I was digging in, I was building my career. Building a network of friends and uh, co-workers and clients, and it all felt really good and it felt like home. There was a question of will you go back to Philadelphia? I think it it might have been in my head for just a second, and that was it.
0: That was all. I'm staying. Yeah, it came right in yeah. and it went right <laughs> out. <laughs> really? Well, how um, for you when you were you know making new connections, new friends, was that? Through her and things you guys would do together, how were you meeting new friends at that point in your life in a new city?
1: Uh, It's crazy, and people always say how hard it is to meet people. Especially Boston, we're not the (laughs) friendliest, I'll admit it, we're not. I hear that, and it might have been a little difficult in the beginning, but I'll tell you what, I just managed to make so many amazing friends here. Amazing, just from in my building, or I like to work out. So I go to a lot of different places to work out. And I get to know everybody in the fitness community. And everybody's so warm. And they're like minded, right? So you start hanging out outside of that. And, you know, absolutely work, colleagues,
0: Yeah, and I'm sure, I mean, all your years of doing radio, you're you're not, I wouldn't strike you, you don't strike me as somebody who's pretty shy, you know, (laughs) I'm sure that it's easy for you to start conversations, Mm -hmm. and you're very just bubbly and warm, so you can probably make those connections quite easily, but it's about putting yourself out there, too. I think a lot of times people just don't bother because they're a little bit nervous, but for you, you're always chatting with people, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, so it's like, well, what's the worst that could happen, you know, and it just kind of starts to form naturally.
1: Yeah, so even my ex-girlfriend would say to me, I remember we were on a flight for whatever reason, our seats weren't together, and I started talking to this girl next to me, and as we were getting off the flight, she says, I don't know who you are, but I'm sure we're having drinks soon, you know, (laughs) like, I just met a girl on a plane, and it's true, right? That's so funny. It's fun, yeah. Do you feel, I'm curious, because... I think a lot
0: of um, my friends would sort of describe me as being outgoing and social and and bubbly. And I feel like for the most part, I am those things. But given that I think you have a pretty similar personality, I'm curious. There are some days where I am just blah. I'm Mm -hmm. just feeling a little off. I just don't feel like talking, even doing the podcast some days. I'm just like, man, I just really don't know. You know, I've just worked all day. I don't know if I want to go in and just start a chat. How do you feel with those days? Because uh, there's almost this expectation because that's who I am Mm -hmm. and how people typically perceive me that if I'm not 100% Oh, something must what's be wrong? really wrong with Tracy, or like, what's going on with you? And I feel like I let people down when I don't have those days where I'm totally on it. Do you have that same experience where you're just like, man? I feel like I have to keep smiling and and show this like positive, happy side of me because that's what people are expecting. Hmm.
1: You didn't feel like that coming here today, did you? No, okay. not today, not today. I promise you. Okay. You can tell okay. I'm yeah. not- Feeling like yeah. that today. Okay, great. So, you know what's really interesting? I feel like that radio career has a lot to do with that. No matter what I was going through. And I went through some things. Yeah. Just imagine me being on the radio, figuring out I was gay, and how am I gonna do this? How, I have right. to get a divorce and all these things. Well, okay, it wasn't that order, but you know what I mean? Yes. Just the different things. But guess what? You can go in, you turn on the mic, and you're just you just time. gotta turn it on. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I got good at that, (laughs) you know, but it's probably because I really liked it. Mm -hmm. My dad was really upbeat. He's passed away, but I have his personality big time. And I just think that I am happy for the most part. Of course, we all, everybody's got down days, right? More than days. Sometimes, you know, you go through trying things in your life but I start uh, over time, I start to think of I have worked on thinking about things, and I'm better now at taking the punch in the gut <laughs> and then like letting it go. yeah, right and moving on.
0: yeah, not harboring onto some of those feelings yeah. those that might feel a little negative.
1: I'm um, good like that with myself, but somebody I'm dating, oh, I'm gonna hold on to that shit for so long. <laughs> I'll give myself a pass, but you, uh-uh, you're going to suffer. You remember that thing you said three years ago? Oh, I'm still mad.
0: That is so funny. I'm my kidding. friends, my girlfriends will always send me, like, these little memes, and it's like, how come you can never find your hair tie, your car keys, your cell phone, but you also will never forget that one thing you said to me in 2016, you know? I'm like, that's me. I get it. I know. I know. Yeah. You know, I forgive, but don't forget. Exactly. It's, it's a little tricky for me to do. But yeah, I do think that, um, you know, you, you get better when there's this expectation of you to sort of come off a certain way, but you, you do get better on, um, trying not to harbor and, and, you know, fester on some of those things that weigh us down. Um, but when you were going through those hard times and, and some of it being in a very public, you know, forum, Mm -hmm. um, Was it like, I'm going to just be vulnerable? We were talking about our guests coming on the show and being vulnerable and just, you know, here's my story. Here's what's going on. Or was it just, I'm going to play pretend and deal with it when I get home?
1: So a lot of the times I I had to just play pretend. Mm -hmm. I was on some shows where I could be, once I came out, which I did on the radio, which was pretty, pretty cool. And, and. You know, years ago, that was more of a big deal. Today, it's like yawn, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, I heard this before. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. but at the time, you know, say 20-some years ago, when I came out on the air and and they were egging me on, they could tell, you know, at first like they would start to say I was bisexual and then, you know, the next thing you know, I'm out. And Anyway, once I kind of let all of the onion layers peel away, I felt like I could just talk about anything and I think that showing those vulnerabilities really does help. It's cathartic.
0: Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. So
1: having something like that, and now it's therapy or coaching, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, let those people hear some of the things so that other people don't have to. Your friends are like this story again. <laughs> that, you,
0: that's so funny. I I I seem I'm more of a journaler not like I, I don't it. talk to my friends too too much About I mean I'm an, I'm an open book if they ask but I try to be conscious especially in this stage in my life right my friends are married they have homes they have babies it's like they don't need my problems you know so but my friends are so supportive and I I can always always go to them mm-hmm. but I try not to be that person that talks about every little thing I'm like Tracy, write this in your journal. you will be over it by tomorrow. You know what I mean? I agree <laughs> with you.
1: And I, I want to start. I have certain friends that know everything and have heard everything. And so from time to time, you know, we'll tap into that again. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I, you know, as I've grown and, you know, just evolved. I start to think about that myself and like work through things. I also think it is important to talk to people.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, sometimes that third party opinion can be yeah.
1: huge. If you get the right therapist or coach, I mean, they'll give it back to you and let Absolutely. you know what to work on. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what I
0: need. Cause I, I'm a little bit of a firecracker sometimes. So I, 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 I like when someone puts me in my place, it's, <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's good for me. It's a yeah. good thing. So I think that, you know, with and then starting the podcast for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like your little piece of radio, but different, right? Yes. You're kind of getting back to your roots in, in a way, um, but doing it um, by your own rules and by yeah. your own terms. <laughs> and I think that's really inspiring. So when did you first have that initial thought where Bold Like Her was something that you wanted to start?
1: So I thought about it a little bit after my daughter, I was, thinking, I was telling you that my daughter was kind of you know, telling me a few years ago, podcasts were starting to get really big and she listened to a lot and you should listen to this and you're going to like it. And um, so I I said, I don't know what I would, you know, focus on. I didn't want it to be about real estate. You know, I just thought that that would be too small of an audience. And I thought I wanted something else that would kind of be different for me in my life. Right. So I had done a a show in Philadelphia post like the big career. I did this radio show called Networking Philadelphia, where I would have business owners come on and talk about what they were doing. And people just light up when they talk about their story, their business, their little baby. And so that's the direction that I went. I didn't really, the light switch didn't go off until I was on someone else's podcast like this you have no idea how good it feels to put headphones on (laughs) and get in front of a microphone. It just lights me up so much. And once I did that with a friend of mine, I was like, boom, two weeks later, first podcast was out. (laughs) Holy smokes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: It just hit you. You're like, I'm not wasting more time. This is what I want to do. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah.
1: And I had a friend who joined me in the beginning of it and it just wasn't her, you know, wasn't up you know something that just lit her up the way it did me like a passion mm-hmm. project so she left after the the beginning you know first few episodes it was totally cool um i understood that she yeah. didn't want to do it i had a little like nervousness for a second like oh my gosh how am i going to do this right and then I was hmm I think I've done this before. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's natural to have that slight moment of panic, but you're a professional. I mean, you've been doing this long enough and I do think that there's really something special about, um, you know, sort of answering to yourself. And right. I think that there is, it's is—it's—it's almost a nice cushion to have the safety net of a partner mm-hmm. and a co-host, but also that's someone you have to run everything by and um, who has to be pulling their weight too. And so it's kind of nice when it's just like, if I want to do it this way, right. I just do it however I want. Right. Mm-hmm. And I make the call, I make the executive decisions um, and
1: one less person scheduled to work around, right? Exactly. So it's
0: it's it's nice,
1: but it is scary. It's yeah. scary in the beginning. Uh, it was, you know, it was a little scary, and then I just just stepped into it, and I think within mm-hmm. a couple of episodes, I was up and running. She did a lot of the social media aspect of it. That's nice. And I was like, oh, how do I how do I even make uh, you know a tile that shows my guest and all this stuff? I didn't know what to do. Canva's my best friend. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. I just got it and literally everything about doing the podcast you, you can look up you know how to do it all the different things like how to get it mm-hmm. on different platforms you know, how to create certain things for your guests. Yeah. And there's always new things going on, too. So I try to just always stay up with it. And now the video aspect of it mm-hmm. is so big, right? And I, I'm so intrigued by everything that you do here. You have no idea. <laughs> it's so oh, cool. oh, I don't do any of it. It's all
0: <laughs> Hurley, PETA, thank you for all that you do. He doesn't have a microphone, but he's saying, <laughs> you're welcome, Tracy, of course. Um, yeah, but I'm curious, too. It, it is true, Um you can look it up and anyone can start a podcast. What do you say to people who kind of have that initial reaction of, oh, well, a podcast a dime a dozen these days because it seems like anyone can just <laughs> start a podcast and, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are doing that. Um, how do you feel like yours either stands out or you um, sort of mitigate some of those comments, Mm because I think that you get them from the haters every once in a while. I mean, I sure do. I'm sure everybody does at some point another like, oh, I roll another podcast, right? What what made you sort of kind of get through that and take that type of... Criticism, so to speak, um, better moving forward.
1: So when I first put it out, and I shared it on Facebook too, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of my old radio friends are there, and somebody who's still in the business or just getting out or something put that exact comment on there. Everybody's doing it. Good luck, right? And. I'm not looking to be Alex Cooper or yeah, something, you know. That's what I, mean? what I always <laughs> say, <laughs> you know. But see, I always identify with the young, just so you know, just in case you know. Thank I date you. younger. I <laughs> I identify. I hang out with younger people. I don't know, but anyway. <laughs> so no, I think she's amazing what yeah. she's doing. I just love it. I'm just I just a big fan, right? But yeah, that's that wasn't my idea to do that. It was just to have this platform it was something for me to be creative and to tap into uh that former part of myself and it feels so good when I go in and I do it and I'm doing the editing myself and it's just the creative side of me that I missed Mm -hmm. so I I you know I just let that roll you know when somebody said that you have to yeah and I have seen a number of people that I know start a podcast right (laughs) and I'm using air quotes That lasted for like one or two episodes. And, you know, Mm -hmm. listen, they probably don't realize the work that goes into it, right? Ain't that the truth.
0: (laughs) Because it is a lot of work. I say all the time when people ask me, I could not do it without Big Night. That's for sure because Mm -hmm. they help so much with the back end. (laughs) (laughs) yes, With the back end, like post-production and whatnot. But even the... Leg work that I'm doing is mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's a lot of work. And so you really have to love it. And yes, like I was saying before, sometimes there's still those days where you're just, your energy's not there. But what gets me through that is I really love what I do and it is my thing for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what just powers and drives you. And that's the big difference for the shows that continue on, you know, two, three years yeah. down the road and the ones that have only a handful of episodes out and there's nothing wrong for people for, you know, giving it a shot exactly. good for I you. Agree. But I just think it's more of, um, to say, you know, don't try to just credit somebody off the bat, you mm-hmm. know, give somebody a chance and see where it's going to go because you really, you never know, you never know. And yeah. you've clearly proved some of those people wrong because here <laughs> you still are, you know, and, and you're, you're doing great. The show's fantastic and, Thank you. and you're doing a lot of good. So
1: Screw that! <laughs> and same, same. You are too. <laughs> and like you said, you know, there doesn't mean that there aren't moments of doubt for us, yeah. and, and especially in the beginning, right? What yes. is this? Who's listening? What am I going to do with this? And now you probably take time to look back. Look at—I was looking at your um, your TikTok, like ten thousand followers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's amazing. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, and I definitely. Remember, it'd be like four views yeah. back in the day. That's I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there. You'll yeah. get there. My TikTok isn't super focused right now. It's like real estate podcast. TikTok's hard. Oh, yeah. And who knows? <laughs> it's
0: going to be banned in like three weeks right. at this point anyway. So it might not even matter. But yeah, I do think it's just trial and error and a lot of just being patient and trying to figure it out. And I mm-hmm. think as long as you really believe in what it is that you're doing and you keep putting in as much effort as you can into it, that will that will show and it will shine and it will be rewarding. Mm -hmm. I I really believe that. Um, How can they listen to the show? Is yours on all of the Apple, Spotify, Mm -hmm. iHeart, all streaming platforms as well? Yes.
1: And then you have, um, you're going to get into video soon or you have the video now? So I am doing video. So Mm -hmm. when I can, it's it's done by zoom or something yep. and uh, and you know you go through little I- different iterations of like how that looks right yeah. so everybody started out with like the boxes right you know you just have them yes. and now there are some great really great like templates that you can use to make it look a little bit more creative and so rather than just being in the box and having it being very obvious that that's where you are i mean even people like in in the news or in like what what happened during the pandemic is a lot of interviews were done like that, right? Mm -hmm. So, and now it's kind of commonplace to be able to see somebody on a screen, yes, right? So you don't always have to be in person. I would like to go this direction though, right?
0: Yeah, I think it just adds an extra layer of... uh, intimacy. I, intimacy. Yeah. I think connection is mm-hmm. like what I was going to say, but intimacy, same thing. Like, I, I think that um, you really get a better sense. It, it's the same thing. So I work in staffing. And so I right. I know a lot of, I talk to like my hiring managers sometimes and they'll be, you know, the Zoom, inter- the Zoom interview was fine, but I think in person you just get a better sense of their body language and their demeanor and just, I think you get a truer sense of who that person is. So when you get to bring them in, you meet them in person, I think that... That um, flow Mm -hmm. of the conversation when there's no technical difficulties, you know, (laughs) I think it just makes it that much more um, special a little bit, right? But Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, I mean, the same questions can be asked, the same answers are given, so the value add is is there regardless of whatever route you're taking. But it does it does feel really really cool to have you know the in person
1: um, aspect
0: of of the conversation. Just
1: get this set up in my living room. (laughs)
0: right? One day. One day. So, um, okay, so they can search Bold Like Her on all the streaming platforms and then, um for instagram it's just bold like her is yes. there any um uh, underscores hyphens <laughs> things like that i always like to ask
1: yeah so no. it's at bold like her podcast
0: bold like her podcast okay yeah. perfect yeah. and then before i let you go this has been so wonderful but um really i has. have one last question for you i ask all of my guests um this question before it's sort of their last piece of advice um it can be either about um sort of starting a new venture um or a new career it can be about just anything in general life advice yeah. um but if you have that sort of one piece that you always lean on what would that be
1: one thing that i've learned and that if i could impart
0: please do <laughs> i would
1: say that life does not have to be black and white you know if you look back at people, you know, generations before us, it was, you know, you went to school, you maybe got married, you started a career, you worked at the same place until you retired from that place. Now you can meander through life, right? Look at all the women that we meet that had the side hustle or the passion. Explore those. You never know what they're going to lead to, right? Yes. They could be leading to things. How many people we know that have that that have just ended up leaving the job and turning that side hustle or that passion into a career. The other really important thing, and I work on this all the time, is to be kind to her. Mm -hmm. And I'm pointing to my chest. That means her, the little girl or the woman inside of you. If anybody's listening, she's listening the closest, right? So you should talk to her. Cheer her on like you would your own child, right? Right, or your BFF.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yeah. Wow, I love that. She's listening. The most. That's so true. Yeah. That's so true. That is wonderful advice. And <laughs> I could not agree more with you. I think that we are so focused on it has to be A or B. It's black or right. white. It's this or that, right? And there's so much in between. Really and is. you're doing yourself, I think, a disservice sometimes when you think it has to be one way or the other, allowing yourself to just open up to all different types of possibilities. That's where the magic happens.
1: Absolutely. I
0: could not agree more. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. That is wonderful advice. Thank you for being here. Thank you guys for listening. Please go check out Bold Like Her. Um, If you've loved some of the guests on the show here, you may see some familiar faces. So you'll get some hopefully new questions, um, different perspective on Kim's show. I really can't wait for you guys to take take a listen to it. And we will see you next week. Bye.